the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made of money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's a woman's world. <laughs> Welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. I actually thought last night was hump day. Kinda was. And it was, it was quite the big, tall, heavy hump for me to get over, uh, last night. And y'all know why. Cause VK's excellent LA adventure that took place. Details to follow on, uh, when you can see me on the Dr. Phil show. Um, glad to have you with us tonight though got so much to get into tonight election denying and the reason why they're denying that we got a reason to be not denying elections is one of the things we're going to be talking about tonight we've also got to be talking about the durham oh i can't say i started to say the durham dump um how about um the the uh the durham failure right the the durham dud it goes beyond just the fact that there was another loss for John Durham and uh, the who was hand selected by Bill Barr in regards to getting to the truth of what happened with the Russian collusion hoax and holding those accountable for it. Right. Uh, so we've got Tom DeBacaro is going to be here to talk about what went on in the courtroom with John Durham, which, in my opinion, was absolutely the failure that took place in the courtroom, in my opinion, was absolutely intentional. And I'm going to share that with you guys, as well as uh, updated breaking news in terms of uh, new information about the corruption involved with Joe Biden and as his time uh, as vice president. Got that uh, story to share with you guys. Project Veritas. Project Veritas came out with a new leaked video that was quite interesting. In fact, I don't understand why that's not already been turned into a commercial for the Republican Party like PDQ, right? They need to be coming out with it because we all know that inflation, we're less than a month away going into the midterms. We know that inflation is the number one story. But what is tied to inflation? What is number two? I put it out on the socials last week. I said, what are the top issues for you guys? I think it was Monday. The top issues for you guys. And it was neck and neck, hand in hand, inflation border, inflation border. So hat tip to Project Veritas continuing to do the work that no legacy media outlets willing to do. We've got that to share with you guys next hour. We've got the financial thought doctor who's going to be here. And to tell you guys, let's get inside the fact that while home prices are not have not doubled in the last year, why have the mortgage payments doubled? Those stories and more to get into with you guys tonight. 888 888- Three four four eleven seventy. That's eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Before I go any further, gotta bring in my brother, my partner, my partner in crime. It's DJ Potato Skins. Go Padres. 
<laughs> Nobody thinks you mean that, man. You've already been on record as a Dodger fan. Nobody believes that that's sincere, okay? But for you Padres fans out there, congratulations in game two. So now it kind of goes back to zero. It's kind of like starting the series all over again, yes? There's, Why does it go back to zero? Well, because basically it's like, you know, they're one and one. So it's like, you know, it's like starting the series over again, right? It's like tied already. I didn't see what happened yesterday. So if the if the Phillies won yesterday, yeah, it's tied one to one. Yeah, it's tied one to one. So it's basically, you know, it's kind of like a new game starting over again in a sense. So um, congratulations to you guys. I told a friend of mine, I'm not today. You know, um, she went to San Diego State. You know, she's just, she's a, a, a sports fanatic. You know, she's such a guy's girl. And I told her, I said, you know what? You've, you've gotten all out of me. You're going to get out of me for the Padres because I, I blew my wad on supporting the team and offering it, it back during the first, uh, you know, game, the series against the Dodgers. Cause I, I'm kind of out. I'm already, I'm already bored with baseball at this point. So we may not continue to well, give you because the Dodgers aren't in it. I understand. Uh, well, it's also not my team, my, not my team or my sport. So, you know, it's just, let's move on. I think what is my sport is politics, if you think about it. Politics is my sport. It shouldn't be a sport. It should really be about people with who want to serve this country, people who want to. That's the way it was. That's the way it started, right? Our founders, uh, you know, envisioned that these were people that sacrificed their personal lives, sacrificed their personal wealth, sacrificed their businesses. Initially, our Congress people we're only we're we're farmers they were business owners now they're rich yeah they they uh, they were self-supporting from an income standpoint and they literally served they didn't they didn't live in dc they only went back there to do some business and take some votes they lived in their districts they worked in their business districts they were business owners and farmers and now it's gotten to where part of the the issues that well part of all of the issues we have i think are, are based on the fact that most people that run for office, the too many, I'll say not most, but too many have run for office because, you know, what a perfect gig. You win one time and you're set for life. You've got a pension for life and you've got all the benefits paid for off the taxpayers. It shouldn't be that way. And when you have the mindset of people that are just basically on the grift, it's basically nothing but a money laundering scheme and a, and a way to, you know, uh, they're basically, you know, and, and, and I hate to start off sounding negative, but this is the truth. And this is why it was so important to Republicans, Democrats, and independents when Donald Trump came down those escalators because he was an outsider because the American people of all stripes were sick and tired of these people promising us one thing on the campaign trail and then getting into D.C. or getting into their city council or wherever and completely turning their backs on us because it's nothing but a grift, nothing but a game, nothing but, you know, a sport for them to lie to people and promise the world and deliver Hoboken, right? So we, but, but, and that's one of the reasons why I'm grateful for Donald Trump. And in the course of that, he exposed the truth about what's going on in D.C. That continues to be exposed, right? And we're going to talk about that in the next segment with Durham uh, on the Durham report and the Durham dud that was the investigation, which was intentional. It, it was like a, it's like a gun loaded with, with bullets that were blanks. That's what the Durham investigation was. And also thanks to Trump. We saw what an outsider could do, right? I posted a meme I stole from somebody the other day. I don't remember who it was. And it was a picture of that included George W. Bush and his buddies, Barack Obama and his brother, Bubba. And the meme said in 25 years, it took it took an outsider, Donald Trump, 
four years to complete. Actually, he did it in the, in the first two greatest economic recovery in the history of the country. He did it in two years. While none of those bozos could do anything for our economy in the 25 years. Because they were part of the sport. They were part of the game that was promising us of the pretending to be something on the campaign trail when being about nothing but amassing more and more power to a centralized state, expanding government, taking us into needless wars and putting America last on the world stage and ushering in through open borders and a globalist system, the new world order and the Great Reset. When I saw that, I don't remember the name of it, Andrea. There was a documentary about George Sr., uh, mm-hmm. many years ago. And when I saw how close the Bush and Clinton families were, it really changed my perspective. Right. And so you bet that both parties were involved in cooking the books and playing the game and the sport of our elections to steal it from us and keep us from knowing the truth about it in 2020. And now anybody who questions it, best case you're called, you're called names and you're besmirched and you're defamed. Worst case you're thrown into a gulag. Why did they have to cook the books? Why did they have to put creepy, gropey, corrupt Joe Biden into the White House and install him like software or or installed like a new toilet? Because they had to stop the takeover of our government. When Donald Trump said today is when I return the government to the people, that was the scariest words of his speech. And they're not only have not only been trying to stop him, but they've been trying to stop the Kerry Lakes, the Marjorie Taylor Greens. And on and on and on. Actually, under Trump, in, in, uh, we actually didn't have as many MAGA candidates run for office and get elected as we needed. And, and that's in part what the theft was about in the midterms in 2018, right? What we need is we need a whole, we need, we need Congress in every, in every area of our government to be taken over by the Kerry Lakes. Going to get to her in a minute. But before we get to her, one of the reasons why I wanted to open talking about the sport of elections and, and the games that are being played is because the games are still going on. Change the, You can change the jerseys, you can change the names, but the game is still going on. The steal is already, uh, is already underway, apparently, in Arizona. Seems that Katie Hobbs, who's the Arizona Secretary of State, and we know that the state secretaries of state for each state control the elections, right? First of all, how is she still Secretary of State in control of the elections when she's running for governor? That in and of itself is wrong. And then while that's happening... As she's getting crushed by Carrie Lake, woman's literally, she literally hid in a bathroom <laughs> to avoid a debate with Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake actually came out in a town hall when she wasn't supposed to because the rules of the town hall was you don't come out and uh, to anywhere inside the town hall while the other person's on the stage. So while Katie Hobbs was on the stage for this town hall, Carrie Lake came out and sat on the front row. <laughs> So Miss Katie Hobbs, Secretary of State, reported today there was a, quote, registration error that affected up to 6,000 Arizona voters. A, quote, problem, this according to ABC News, a problem, they said, "Uh uh-huh, we know what the problem is, a problem with the link between voter registration and driver's license databases may have caused as many as 6,000 voters to be improperly flagged as lacking proof, proof of citizenship documentation on file. Election officials were sifting through the list to determine how many of the 6,000 were improperly flagged. 
And if they were flagged as as um, not having proven their citizenship, then they're only eligible to vote in the um, federal elections because the Supreme Court ruled in 2013 that Arizona could not demand somebody's proof of citizenship in a federal election only in state and local and congressional elections, which is stupid in and of its face because states have the right to uh, under the Constitution to control their elections. So approximately 1,000 of them received a mail ballot without local races. How convenient. How convenient, Katie Hobbs. You're not allowed to question that or you're called an election denier. Carrie Lake was, I want to play this clip. This is Carrie Lake. She is the female. She's even better. She's actually getting better to me than DeSantis. And some of it is her media background. And some of it is just that she's absolutely fearless. Some of it is her is her training, uh, but a lot of it is just her courage. Because there's no reason why every Republican out there, whether they're running for office, whether they're currently holding office, whether they're um, whoever they are, every conservative in media, there's not one of them, including Mitch McConnell, that couldn't respond like Carrie Lake did when accused of being an election denier. Please play the late clip. Um. Let's talk about election deniers. Here's 150 examples of Democrats denying election results. Oh, wow, look at this. This is from, this is from uh, Joe Biden's press secretary. Reminder, Brian Kemp stole the gubernatorial election from Georgians and Stacey Abrams. Democrats saying that. Is that an election denier? Oh, look at this. Just heard Republican Ryan Costello said it would be difficult for Stacey Abrams to win because she lost her state bid, but yet she's still claiming she never lost. This is outright Hillary Clinton. Trump is an illegitimate president. Is she an election denier? This one says, was the 2016 election legitimate? It now definitely is a question worth asking. That's the Los Angeles Times. So it's okay for Democrats to question elections, but it's not okay for Republicans it's a crock of BS. Every one of you knows. Yeah. And she says, every one of you knows it. And we're not going to give up our First Amendment rights. We have the First Amendment right to question what we not want. And she went on to say, we're not going to give that up to a bunch of fake news propagandists. She went on to scold them and said, this stack of paper I got here with all of these uh, with all of these documentations and facts of the left questioning the elections. I just got from my 20 year old intern. He can teach you how to be a journalist if you don't know how to do it. The issue isn't that they don't know how to get all this information. The issue is pushing a false narrative. Why is it that Carrie Lake is the only Republican competent enough on the campaign trail or in the media or beyond to be pushing back like that over the nonsense? The word the word election deniers being thrown around like it's some something legitimate in, you know, the the Merriam Webster's dictionary. It's time for every Republican to be pushing back just as forcefully as she is. There's not an issue out there that we don't win on. We're just not messaging it right, communicating it effectively. And if you don't know how to do it, just memorize her words, but give her credit for it. And don't be a plagiarist like Joe Biden. Going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk about the Durham. uh, uh, (laughs) I keep wanting to go. I keep wanting to go blue (laughs) and use uh, junior high language and talking about uh, Durham and the Durham investigation. We're going to talk to Tom Delbacaro about it when we come back. This is the Andrew K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. 
Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Have you started voting yet? I hope not, because I am not on board with any of this early voting nonsense. That's exactly how they know how I will to on ju- November eighth. Well, the the thing is, is that go vote in person. On uh, election day, this early voting stuff just gives them an opportunity to try to figure out how many va- ballots, mail-in, ba- quote, mail-in ballots they need to stuff the ballot box. Um, before the break, I told you guys that my buddy Tom Del Beccaro was going to be with us tonight. Famed author, political, he's a raconteur, a political raconteur, if you will. Alleged fisherman is joining us now to talk about the Durham dud that is the investigation, in my opinion, but we are hoping to get his brilliant opinion on the matter. Hello, Tom DeBacaro. Oh, that's right. I got to press the button. Hello, Tom Dell. How are you? I'm calling you from Dutch Harbor, Alaska. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, right. Uh-huh. Um, sure you are. Uh, anyway, so, uh, so some, you know, some random thoughts about what's going on for Durham, because both Radcliffe, former DNI, and, uh, of course, Devin Nunes said that a bunch of indictments were about to happen. Mm-hmm. But of course, but, and, and they said that both of them said in the last 10 days. So I'm wondering what it is that they know that we don't know. Both of them have said that there's sufficient information there or overwhelming information there, but hasn't happened. Now, let's see. Well, hang on a second. Let me stop because I want to make sure that people heard what you said. You said within the last 10 days, Devin Nunes said there would be indictments coming. Yeah, or now, maybe it's two weeks. But both, well, but Devin Nunes them, is working. Devin Nunes is working at Truth, at Truth Social with Trump. How would Devin Nunes know? Well, just because you walk away from government, a guy like him doesn't mean you don't <laughs> know other people. Good point. But uh, I would say, I'm, but before you move on, I would tell you, I'm glad you brought up this point because that's what we heard. Sean Hannity, his entire radio show began every day for years with holding them accountable. And every night he had certain people, uh, indictments are coming, indictments are coming, the, the indictments are coming, 40,000 indictments. We had people believing this Q thing that there was going to be all these indictments coming. And there hasn't been any indictments beyond okay. beyond. Uh, I'm, just wondering, yeah. I'm just wondering why they chose now to do it. Now, uh, in general, with law enforcement, you and this goes all the way back in American history to when they fought the American mafia. So 100 years ago, uh-huh. you charge the lower ranking people first before you you charge the higher ranking. So if new charges are coming, that may make some sense. But forget that for a moment. Um, look, I, I think the, the fact is that the, he didn't get an indictment on the first charge, but that was total BS because that, that is jury nullification in that district. The jurors, juror pool around the Washington, D.C. area is so imbalanced that it didn't surprise me. He clearly lied, got away with it. This one was a weaker case, but it really depends on how you, how you look at this, because this, the evidence of this case has ended anybody's speculation that 
the entire FBI exercise against Trump was anything but a, a fraud would be a nice thing to say. Well, except that they there are those. Hold on, there are the, there are those that are saying that this actually proves that the FBI didn't yeah, target so, well, Trump because he was acquitted. I, yeah, well, I I almost swore <laughs> and called them certain things. Look, at the end of the day, they offered a million dollars. They the FBI offered a million dollars to steal if he could prove his evidence. And, and this came out in this case. If he could prove his dossier, and he couldn't, yet they went ahead and used it. Yeah. They had spoken to this particular defendant, and he said it never should have ended up, even though they were paying him. And it turns out he was essentially stealing from us the F- and the, the FBI, but stealing from us mm-hmm. because he didn't really have any valuable information. So this trial proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that the entire FBI going in to that secret court to get in uh, – all the warrants and everything like this that they got, all of that was another fraud. Mm-hmm. So if you if you wanted to look to Durham to prove the most important issue, which is that the hit on Trump was just that, he has proven it. Is he going to go farther? Yes, he's going to have a really long report. Are there going to be more indictments? You say no. I say I don't know. You've been proven right in many ways. Thank you, darling. More than either, more than you hoped. Say, yeah, I, I can say that too. But I don't know where this is going. At least, but CNN's never going to say, "Oh, they proved that the FISA court was misled and FBI was abusive." You won't hear that in CNN. But that's that's now been proven by Durham. Right. You're not you're not going to hear that this guy was offered a million dollars of taxpayer. They're not going to reiterate that this guy, Danchenko, was offered a million dollars of taxpayer money to verify this dossier. That confirms that they were targeting Trump. They were not following up on probable based upon probable cause that a crime had been committed. They were in search of a crime and willing to throw millions of taxpayers dollars in search of that crime. Right. You're not going to hear that in the legacy media, but I'm also tired of the legacy media misleading conservatives that indictments are coming when they're not. And there's egg on conservative faces uh, in that regard. Be careful who you trust um, it, it, when you're getting your information. And I'm proud that I've, I've been right on this. And one of the things that I said was I never I never believed that Durham was in any search for justice or accountability. The fact that he came out a couple reasons. And, and I'm not the attorney. You are. That's why you're here. But my understanding is, given the nature of, of the charges, he could have filed this case and prosecuted it in any jurisdiction he wanted, yet he chose the one which is almost 100% far-left, crazy, nutjob Biden and Hillary Clinton donators and fundraisers and people who worked for them, which is why Sussman and others, Sussman and others, Sussman got away with it, right? Why didn't he file a change of venue or file in another court? I don't don't know the answer to that. I mean, I think it should be uh, uniform at this stage for for that to be done. I don't have a good answer for it. Well, well, let me correct it. Not a change of venue, but that he could have filed, given they were federal charges and the nature of the charges, he could have filed in any court. I also didn't like the fact that, oh, well, while I disagree, I thank them for their service. No, this was a complete miscarriage of justice, and he should have called them out for it. Um, I don't like, so I don't believe that 
Durham ever had any good intentions, just like I don't believe Bill Barr did. And Bill Barr, you know, oh, this exposed the FBI. We already know that the FBI was exposed. Okay, but then why did Durham go to such lengths to prove that the FBI was... He put the FBI in trial in this last case. Mm -hmm. Why did he go to such lengths? Because the case should have been just about whether this particular man misled the FBI. He didn't have to put in all that extra stuff and fight to get it in because the judge, you know, the other side didn't want any of it to get in because they didn't want their guy to be guilty by association. But he went to great lengths. Look. Well, but it, the, okay, go on. You have to, in the grand scheme of things, is this case against this particular individual important? The issue is exposure exposing the corruption and I've written about this Mm -hmm. at at some risk to myself expose the corruption of the FBI which is an enormous task in the hope that you somehow get reform in the years to come because it's not something that can happen overnight and no single case is gonna is gonna bring it home can you wait can you stay with us another segment yeah, sure. All right. I don't like there. Were, there wasn't any enthusiasm in that answer there, Tom well, Dow. I, I was supposed to be somewhere at six thirty, so I was hoping. Uh, but do we need to let you go, or can you stick around? It would be better if you let me go this time. All right, I will let you go, my man. You've fulfilled your duty tonight, and we appreciate it. You carry on. Enjoy yourself right. for the rest of your evening. Because um, you know what, I love you, Tom. But I've got, I've got, uh, I've got other opinions. That I can share without without Tom. So we love you. Thanks. Thank you for being here. Um, no, you should have your opinions. And the, and what's really important about what you're doing is continuing to put pressure on these people. Yes, that's necessary. Yes. That's well, and I want to say before I let you go, you did put yourself at risk. One of the stories I'm going to talk about at the next break, which is why I was going to ask you to hold over, is that there is a man who was writing a book, an ABC reporter was writing a book on Joe Biden, who has not been seen since his home was raided by the FBI in the early morning hours. So anybody is so you you are putting yourself at risk for writing that story. We love you. Thank you for calling in tonight. Have a good rest of your evening, my dear. All right, bye-bye. Bye. So we are going to take a break. We come back. We are going to share the story of James Gordon Meek. That and more when we come back from the Andrea K on the Andrea K show. Don't go away. Andrea K, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. You can always email me at andreakshow.com. Here's an email I got today. Hi, hope you take some zinc tonight. So this must have been from last night because um, I was exhausted, as y'all know. He says, hi, hope you take some zinc tonight or up the vitamin C. Anyway, I think this further push on the COVID mandate is a push towards population control. He says, I've heard that, including comments from Bill Gates. I have a daughter who just turned 14, and I really hope that she will not have to take the shot. Uh, Thank you for emailing me. Yeah, last night we talked about the fact how uh, there is going to be a vote and going to be hearings taking place uh, tomorrow, I believe, uh, Thursday and Friday. 
Yeah, you have to get your questions in if you want yeah. to be a part of it by sometime today. Yeah, they're going to be uh, having uh, having discussions about whether or not to mandate the, quote, COVID vaccines, which we know they're not, for school kids. And this should not be allowed to happen in this country. You all know, my listeners, if you're new to the show, let me tell you, let me let me catch you up real quick. Um, go to VAERS. We, we even had a caller last night sharing uh, about the VAERS report. You can go online. VAERSreport.com, I believe, is the website. If you don't believe us, that's the government site. It only reports 1% of adverse reactions, but people are dying. With Almost, all the info out there, Andrea, how they can mandate anything is beyond me. How anybody, with all the info out there, how anybody could even consider getting the shot at all, let alone injecting your children, is beyond me. If you don't have the information you need to know that this has all been a hoax and a scam and all been about population control in one way or another, even if you don't believe this is about ultimately killing people for population control, if you think, if you, if you, you can at least understand that it's about population control in the form of controlling our lives, right? Having complete control over our lives under the guise of public health, right? Um, Climate change is all about people control. If remember the AOC Green uh, Green New Deal plan had nothing to do really about anything but you know universal income and it's just nothing but Marxist schemes. The L.A. Let me remind you the L.A. County uh, Unified School District. What was their reopening demands? Had nothing to do with COVID. It had to do with Black Lives Matter demands. I mean, it was practically taken straight from the Black Lives Matter website. It was all about we want universal what universal income and uh, reparations and. And, you know, every bit of this is all tied to the economy, by the way, because cultural Marxism is all just a way to seize control over our social norms to push communism, right? To push to push towards a centralized system of power with control over our lives, right? Under the guise of your feelings, really, or, or under the guise of which is, yeah, ultimately about your feelings. Even this transgender push is really about feelings, Right. Somebody feels a certain way. A four year old feels, you know, four year old boy feels like a girl. So I know let's cut off his winky. I mean, it's that kind of nonsense. Right. Um, It's it's insanity. And it's one thing. Hat tip to the people that are recognizing they were had, but shame on those who who won't. The ones who aren't aren't uh, acknowledging what's going on. um, Just it's it's. Part ego, what's the old saying? You can, it's easier to con people than, than convince them that they've been conned or they're in on doing the conning because they really know what the end game is. So thank you, uh, caller, for that. Speaking of power, um, we were talking to Tom Debacar. It's interesting to get his perspective. Um, he did share something I had not known, which has to do with this FBI thing. Evidently, um, Devin Nunes, I, he did get my interest. Uh, Hannity lost me years ago with his phony tune in tonight breaking news breaking news breaking news and there was never any breaking news indictments are coming indictments are coming I mean good grief who's still watching that guy but Devin Nunes is saying indictments are are, are coming that has me interested that has me interested I don't I, I, I'll believe it when I see it because there's nobody's been held accountable the man who got caught flat out falsifying a document to the FISA court still has his law license let that sink in. Lied to the courts to spy on Carter Page, destroyed Carter Page's life. Carter Page is ruined financially. That man still walking around, didn't spend a day in jail, still has his law license, still practicing law. But we got the, we got people in prison for questioning the outcome of an election. That's why I wanted to open that show 
with what Carrie Lake was talking about there. Because if any Republican that's not willing, even if they can't say it as articulately as Carrie Lake did, any Republican who's not forcefully, forcefully pushing back about the election denier crap is somebody that is, is on the wrong side. And it's really easy to do because all you have to do is make, is make note of all the times the Democrats have done it themselves. Yeah. Yeah. It's super easy. You could you could print out all the same text messages. Carrie Lake should I, I, she might she's she she might have, she, this, she tweeted this out today. Her website her her campaign site should have all of those documents in an attachment that people could take with them and show around to everybody or push out on all the socials. I'm not going to be bullied with the term election denier, and I'm certainly not going to be bullied with it by any Republican. No, it's called election integrity. Right. And in terms of accountability, the, because no, but the reason why I don't believe that any indictments are coming to anybody inside of the deep state is because when uh, none, first of all, no, nobody, nobody's gone to jail. Not one person has gone to jail. The only person who's at threat to maybe maybe go to jail is the FBI whistleblower out of Florida. There's a story today. This is according to Rolling Stone. According to I'm reading this from the Western Journal, but this is based on a report from Rolling Stone that James Gordon Meek, he's an Emmy winning producer, highly respected national security focused investigative journalist who's who's evidently he's like a male version of um, Cheryl Atkinson, just a straight up good journalist. He had been in the process of writing a book about Joe Biden. According to Rolling Stone, a piece on Rolling Stone on Tuesday, his neighbor, John Antonelli, described this guy, Meek, has not been seen since the FBI and the feds. In general, we don't even know what all the federal agencies were because they were all unmarked cars. But evidently, the feds raided his home in early in early April, and, and he has not been seen since. Not been seen since. His neighbor, John Antonelli, described the scene he witnessed outside of Meek's uh, house in the early morning hours of April 27. Uh, He said that he witnessed a black SUV with blacked out windows blocking the road in front of Meek's apartment building. He spotted a Lenko Bearcat G2, which is an armored tactical vehicle used by FBI agents in raid situations. Uh, The neighbor said a few local police cruisers were parked there. Unmarked vehicles were present. He said not a single vehicle bore markings that would indicate which federal agency was in charge. It only took 10 minutes, which means they were not there to sweep his apartment. They were not there in any kind of search. They weren't there to, you know, do like Mar-a-Lago. It wasn't a raid to get information. It wasn't a raid to get documents or all kinds of stuff. Basically, it was like, so did they really need an armored vehicle to get one dude out? So the theory is, is that he was raided by FBI for reasons um, related to his work in the national security field. He was finishing up a book on um, specifically about Biden's botched U.S. troop and and uh, withdrawal from Afghanistan, which is what what Rolling Stone is. And let me tell you, there's probably some real serious information there that they don't want the American people to know. Let me remind you that Cheryl Atkinson. And she was working for she was fired from CBS because she did not want to back off her investigations on Benghazi. And Cheryl Atkinson showed video of her sitting there with her laptop in, in her laptop in her lap, hands up. And you could see somebody in all of her investigative documents deleting, deleting, deleting. The, and it was the FBI that had hacked in. She later sued, which got her nowhere because, you know, suing the U.S. government uh, for the deep state. 
deep stating you is not going to actually go anywhere, which is why it just, you know, I can't, I can't not give Durham the benefit of the doubt when, I, when he could have chosen a venue that would have given him a chance of success and instead he filed it in D.C. Um, how is it that this man has not been seen anywhere? Not in an, at an arraignment? Nowhere. A bureau representative told Rolling Stone that on that morning, federal agents uh, were, quote, at the 2300 block of Columbia Pike, Arlington, Virginia, conducting court-authorized law enforcement activity. The FBI cannot comment further. Um, They didn't stick around, according to the neighbor, told Rolling Stone. They didn't stick around. They took off pretty quickly and headed west. Um, Supposedly, someone from the FBI leaked that uh, he had classified documents. Oh, the old classified document story. Doesn't that sound familiar, Skins? Same thing they said about Mar-a-Lago. Oh, classified documents. <laughs> Empty folders. Uh, yeah, well, the, so, but, but, and so on top of that, suddenly they're concerned about classified documents. I don't remember some Lenco armored vehicle rolling up to Hillary Clinton's Chappaqua home to and to yank her out of her home to, wouldn't that have been nice to never see Hillary Glenn again right that didn't happen and she and she transported SAP documents on an unsecured server that had operatives had to be yanked out of the field here is something that Meek tweeted on April 27 2022 he retweeted quote tweeted uh this tweet actually it started a long time ago we learned this between 2014 and 2022 it was an eight-year lab experiment on russian ttps on ew on everything this is why ukrainians are doing so well and i'm not really sure um that has to do with ukrainian intelligence stuff which i don't really care about um but basically i think what he's saying there is He's, he was not on board with the Ukrainian narrative that was being pushed, is what this is saying. Um, he's not only vanished from public, according to Rolling Stone, um, but he's no longer at ABC News before the end of his contract. So basically, uh, uh, one, of his colleague, one of his colleagues from ABC News said he fell off the face of the earth. Did he really? Where is Meek? Where is Meek? We're going to take a break. 888-344-1170. Do you think the FBI took him? Do you think that he just was shook by the raid and decided he was going to retire and run off and live on an island somewhere? What do you think? 888-344-1170. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. This is a story that didn't tickle skins as much as it did me, and I'm not really sure why it I take did. Take my hot sauce seriously. <laughs> There's a story. A California man, commie. He's got to be a commie dude. This he ha, he must be some kind of crazy libtard because he has hired a law firm, and unless this, he, this law firm took the case on contingency, he's got to be paying out of pocket. Right. Because the case is so dumb. It's so stupid. It's so without merit. 
and without any evidence that I can't imagine a law firm unless they are taking this case without getting paid hourly. I can't imagine they would take it on contingency, which means they get a bigger cut. Right, if they get some big, big Was amount. The hot sauce in. too hot for him. He sues the hot sauce maker, Texas Pete. No, he made. No, his claim is is that it's called Texas Pete, but it's not made in Texas. It's made in North Carolina, and that basically, I I don't see the words fraud in the inducement, but basically, it's what he's saying that this is just it's basically fraudulent. It's misleading consumers, in spite of the fact that if you go to the website. They give the entire history on the website that it's made in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and where the name Texas Pete came from in the first place, which was named after they wanted to name it. Um, originally, they wanted to name it a Mexican Joe to to connote, you know, the flavors because it's that kind of. Yeah, unless it says made in Texas on the bottle, dude, you don't got a case. It's So they wanted to name it Mexican Joe, but then they were like, no, let's name it after an American, give it an American name. So they thought, well, let's go with Texas. And then one of his son's name is Pete. So that's where Texas Pete's Nick, his nickname is Pete. So that's where the nickname or the name came from, Texas Pete. And this is all on the website. And then in addition, as you said, speaking of the bottle, they actually use in their lawsuit a picture of the bottle. But it's only the picture of the front of the bottle because the back of the bottle says where the stuff is made. Right. So and it, apparently I'm reading right now that the demand for Texas Pete's has uh, spiked after this lawsuit was filed. <laughs> Love it. I love. Well, then it makes me wonder. Wait, was Texas Pete somehow behind this? Did they? Is this like a did legit? They sue themselves? Did they sue themselves, or is this just a, such a hashtag win? Because what we've got is some kind of libtard. I don't know if this person is just straight up crazy litigious. Sounds uh, like they were just trying to make something out of nothing to me, and I think Texas Pete is definitely benefiting. Yeah, it could be that it could be. There's got to be some ulterior motive behind why somebody would sue this company when the obvious uh, the evidence is obvious. It's a brand name, not where it's from. Well, right, and you know, and, and there's also this thing in in this in, in America called caveat emptor. Right, let the buyer beware. I mean, how many times have, you know, you bought something that uh, a piece or, or picked up to look at something that, that looked like it was made in America, then you flip it over and it's like made in Taiwan yeah, or whatever, right? So, you know, just because the name of something... Name means nothing. Name does not mean location. Name has nothing to do, you know? And normally, um, if I'm looking at a product, no matter what it's called, if I want to know where it's from, I'm looking for, hey... Made in China, made in USA, made in Texas. Right. I mean, I could have Arizona Annie. There could be some brand of Arizona Annie's like pretzels or whatever, but that doesn't mean necessarily have anything to do with Arizona. So, I mean, I'm not really sure. I'm beginning to question if there is really something beyond this, because I can't imagine why anybody would do something this stupid, except maybe this is some way to try to attack some American enterprise because Moral we know the story, that I love hot sauce and I want to try Texas Pete. Y- you know what? This makes me want to try me some Texas Pete. This makes me want to try it. And you know, if you're if this was a legitimate lawsuit, man, I hope this cost you a whole lot of money because it didn't cost Texas Pete a dime. They make it they're getting money. From they make it, it money off of it. Speaking of money, we got the financial thought doctor Dave Elhoff on the next segment. So stay tuned. Yeah! 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.